The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we certainly are going to have some fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Greidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University Podcast, episode 282. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> I was waiting for your woohoo. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was a little delayed on my woohoo. Yeah, no, that's okay. I, I, I just, I made the assumption that you were woohooing. And so, you know. I was not uh, Yeah, no, it, it looked like you were about to woohoo. So that's why I did that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tonight's episode, or today's, or this morning, or whenever you're listening to us, we happen to be recording in the evening, um, new dad tips for when you're bringing the baby home from the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I recall when, when we had our first child, my wife and I, we, we brought him home from the hospital. You know, he's in a car seat, the mandatory car seat that you have. Yeah. Um, we brought him into the bedroom, put the car seat on the bed, my wife and I both looked at each other and we're like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> right. Like we really didn't know what to do. Like we had just brought this baby home and it's, it's one of those momentous times. You know, the neighbors had made a big sign out front. You know, we were trying to like videotape or uh, videotape. Uh, we're, you know, dating myself um, yeah. video or taking pictures, you know, you know, this is maybe before film that we were doing this. My, my age. <laughs> right. Um, right. And, you know, just all of those things that like you're trying to just make sense of the fact that you now have this child and it's like bringing the baby home is a big deal. And I think we have expectations when we do this. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's part of it, but, it is something special. And so I want to go over a couple of tips for when you do bring the baby home. These are some things to keep in mind and just some things that might help out. So for, yeah. for a dad who's about to bring the child home, here's what to uh, keep in mind. Ready? Ready. All right. The first thing, clear your schedule. <laughs> um, when you bring the baby home, you really don't want to have obligations for at least a few days. You know, mm -hmm. um, if you take off like some time from work that, you know, that's great. Um, but you're going to want to clear your schedule of almost everything. So you just, you don't want to have distractions and you really want to focus on your newborn. And, and part of that is just kind of just soaking it all in, you know, that there's this, new person and you like you said you don't really know what you're doing at this time um but you don't want to have expectations that like you're going to be getting a lot done during this time you know you're you're figuring out feeding napping they're going to the bathroom all the time you know i'm talking about the baby of course um you know family and friends are like they're most likely going to want to hound the baby, like just want to come over, see the baby, et cetera. You know, and, and that's an individual decision. I, I, everybody's different. Sometimes like the parent or the in-law or whoever will come and stay with it, you know, whatever. Um, 
you know, talk with your partner about that, you know, before like family members just show up at your door. Right. Um, but for me, I, you know, I, I wanted to, I would suggest giving yourself maybe one to three days, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, of course. But like for me, I, I think it was like at least two or three days before it was like, okay, fine. Like it just, it felt like a special moment, at least at the time, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I, I, I wanted to just experience that with my wife and the child. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, whether it's selfish, whatever now, if you have family and you're comfortable with that and you want that, then that's great. I mean, you, you agree that with that or with your spouse or, and you know, you're fine with that. But I just, if you're not sure clearing your schedule was definitely something to do. I mean, and just because somebody comes over doesn't mean you can't clear your schedule, but right. um, you know, just not giving yourself an obligation like, Oh, you have a training to do or, Oh, I've got to study for this or, you know, I've got to go to work and do this. Like if you can take, at least a couple days, it's, it's helpful. If you can't financially understood. Uh, second tip, don't expect the baby to be on a schedule. So within the first 24 to 72 hours, you're really trying to do things, but the don't expect that the baby's going to be feeding and sleeping like on a schedule right away. (laughs) Like it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, you can, you can try it, you know, you try and you say, okay, here's the time we're feeding. Here's the time you're going to try to go to sleep, but just don't get frustrated when a newborn doesn't comply. You know, the the newborn's got its own brain, its own mind, its own body, its own system. Um, you know, the hospital for us was pretty good on trying to get our son on a schedule of feeding. It's like, okay, we're doing it too, you know, six o'clock, 10 o'clock, two o'clock, you know, and they had like a regular schedule. And so we tried to like keep that, but it doesn't always go as planned. And, you know, just because you have the schedule doesn't mean your baby's going to be hungry or just because, you know, your baby might be hungry when it's not part of the schedule. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen. So, sure. You know, this, and I think this goes with sleeping too. You just, don't expect, you know, especially with sleeping, don't expect your child is going to be on a sleep schedule for quite some time. You know, mm-hmm. um, now if it happens, great. And you can try, but just don't have this expectation and get frustrated. I, I know that that happens. And it's like, you know, the baby's not sleeping in the schedule or, you know, the feeding schedule's not going, they're nap- napping. And, you know, it's like you get a little bit crazy about some of these things sometimes, you know, right. and, and so will your spouse. Like, it just happens. But if you know ahead of time, it's like, it's totally normal for these things not to go. Okay. Like that's a normal thing that it doesn't go as you plan. Mm-hmm. So, um, the third thing is to get sleep. So you may be really tired from the hospital. Um, you know, granted, like we typically sleep easier than, you know, our spouses. Um, but you most, you both might be tired you know, and get some rest. And that means if you have to sleep when the baby sleeps, whatever, do it for a few days. Um, As you begin to develop a schedule, you know, your lack of sleep will be more on a schedule. (laughs) If that makes sense. Right. Um, You know, you'll, you'll begin to realize that your baby just is like ready to party at 2am, like from two to four. You know, they're, they're, it's funny. We had uh, our son, we had a, sh- uh, 
a onesie that had that said like party in my crib at 2 a.m something um you know and then all of a sudden like from seven to nine they're completely knocked out or whatever like whatever it is doesn't matter just if you can sleep if you're the one you know or the mom can sleep take that time to sleep if you guys need to um you know hand off you know that was something too where you know i was working my wife wasn't at the time and so i got the ability to sleep during those weekdays and then on the weekends she got to sleep in you know, and, and that was just an agreement we made, you know, it, it was something cause she was breastfeeding. And so we made that agreement rather than both of us being zombies and both of us getting up at the same time all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, she was, she was willing to do that. And so, you know, that was, I was very lucky in that sense cause I was able to get some sleep and there were some times where I got up and did a feeding or whatever, but like by and large, like she did the majority of it, you yeah. know? Um, and, and that was discussed. I want to say that, you know, it wasn't something I was just like, well, you're doing it. No, you're doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she liked the weekend. She liked to sleep in. She wanted to, um, you know, she was just, she was a little more okay with that and was able to, she actually is able to function on less sleep than I am. She's much stronger than I am. Um, and so, yeah, just, you know, get sleep when you can. You know, you're going to be a little bit sleep deprived. That's just part of it. It doesn't last forever. Um, but you'll, you know, you'll make it through. Everybody has. Yeah. Uh, number four thing to think about, um, try not to worry. And, and I know this is easier said than done, but when you're bringing the newborn home, um, you know, they may not eat enough. You'll start worrying about, you know, they're not sleeping enough. They're, or they're sleeping too much or they're eating too much or they're going to the bathroom too much or they're not going to the bathroom. And, and all of this is new. And so you really don't know what is normal at this time. And, and I can say for the first few days, like there is really, an, there's not a normal. So you're kind of trying to determine what you know, normal is, but you worrying about every little thing isn't going to help. And so, you know, your, your baby might sleep a little bit. They might sleep a lot. They may eat a little bit. They might eat a lot. They may go to the bathroom constantly. They may not. Um, unless you feel like something is really, really off, try not to worry about the little thing. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, check with a pediatrician, you know, if you're really, really concerned about something. But I think we, we often over-worry, at least I know I did, you know. And my yeah, wife was more yeah. in tune with that stuff of like, because she, you know, she was a labor and delivery nurse, so she, she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's, I mean, I obviously I, it's easy for me to say about not worrying because she was very – uh, astute with, with all of this information. Um, you know, once they hit a couple of weeks, she's like, I don't know anymore. You know, like I was only dealt with them when, like right when they're born. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's just something that you, you want to try to keep in mind, not to worry too much. I know it's easier said than done, but um, the fifth thing is you don't need to buy everything. You know, when, you bring the baby home. Okay. You need a car seat. You need diapers. You need maybe wipes or, you know, some cloths and a place for your baby to sleep. Some yeah. clothes. Um, most of everything else is wants, not needs. You know, and that, that's like, you know, the sound machines and the rockers and the wipers mm-hmm. and the, like whatever the registry, you had a bunch of stuff on your registry. You know, most of those things are wants, not needs. 
And I, you know, I, I might be simplifying it by just saying like diapers and place to sleep and whatever. But the truth is, is that most of that stuff isn't a requirement. Now, right. if your partner is more comfortable and so you want to spend a little bit extra money so that she's comfortable because she's breastfeeding and you need a pillow and you need a chair and you're like, great. You know, there's no harm in making someone comfortable that, that right. I understand. I remember you were saying like buying that chair, you know, yeah. those are things that, those are, those are good things, you know, making someone feel comfortable are good things, but yeah, you know, all these other things I think that are just so convenient, we don't necessarily right. need to spend money on them. Um, I mean, if you're, you know, daddy Warbucks and you've got a ton of money, then go for it. But um, for most normal people that, that just doesn't make sense. And you know, what you really need are, you know, either diapers or clothes or those kinds of things like that's the essentials. Yeah. Those are the essentials. Have your people on the registry, get that stuff. Um, you know, and just because it was useful to somebody else and they feel like they should get it for you doesn't mean you need it or, you know, right. Um, I, I, and I often do, I, I often wait or tell people to wait to buy things until after the child is born. And then you kind of look at what it is that you need. It's like, okay, like you need an extra changing table, then do that rather than buying three changing tables. Well, we're going to need one in this room, in this room, in this room. Well, what if you don't use the other two? It's a complete waste, you know? Right. And I just found that for so long, we would like open the closet and then stuff would fall out that like, oh, we forgot that didn't even come out of the wrapper, you know? <laughs> like, oh, you know, aunt whatever gave us this or uncle, you know, like, and it was just too much, you know, it was yeah. too many things. I mean, people were generous, great, but like, we just didn't need all of those things. And so I felt like right. so much of it was a waste. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you're on a, if you're not on a budget, don't worry about it. But if you are just chill out. Um, <laughs> number six, have a good pediatrician. Now, even if you don't need one, you know, you don't think you need one after the baby's born. I, I, I would get one lined up. You're going to need one. Um, it's just having a good pediatrician is really nice to have. You know, there people will look online for answers. Um, you know, and there's even some services and stuff that might be a good alternative. But I, you know, me personally, I liked speaking to a real person, you mm -hmm. know, and someone that really understood what was going on and what they were talking about. You know, I people will ask me some baby questions, and I I, I don't consider myself a baby expert in that sense. You know, especially anything medical or um, I, I just, I refer and say, go talk to your pediatrician, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm good with the empathy stuff and gratitude and discipline and like communication and all that. But like, when you're talking about, you know, your baby has these bumps, um, or your baby is, you know, has this fever, like talk to your pediatrician, your pediatrician knows that stuff. And that's something that's really, really important. Um, they've seen it all. They've been through it all. They have that experience. And so you really want to have that. It just, it, it keeps you from having to worry about some things when you have somebody that you can call, you know, right. and you can have somebody that, you know, and so prep that beforehand um, so that you're ready. Um, number seven, enjoy the present moment. Sometimes when you're going through it, you don't really think about the present moment, you know, um, you think about like the future or you worry about the past or you like worry about what am I going to do when this happens? And I can look back and just, and I'm sure you can too, that like 
it goes by so fast. You know, the, it's a life changing event. And I, I'm not going to say that it doesn't cause stress and anxiety and everything else, but you also want to realize how important that moment is. And so that's where you want to enjoy it. And so the mindset that you have is so, so crucial to feeling good and feeling happy about it. And so, you know, you're going to probably be stressed or you're going to feel with anxiety. You're going to be excited. It's, you just have to remind yourself to enjoy it and enjoy that process. When the baby is crying, you smile and you realize that the baby just wants your attention. You know, mm-hmm. they're not, most likely, they're not hurting. Um, you know, they could be. I mean, they could have gas or something. Um, right. But, you know, when the baby isn't sleeping in the middle of the night and they're partying and you're up, just smile and realize that you're lucky to have this child, you know, or that the Mm -hmm. child is healthy. Um, And I say this now because I wish I would, that was a mistake that I made, you know, and that's why I'm giving this advice is that I I don't think I enjoyed the process as much as I would now. It's always Mm -hmm. easy to look back. Like if, I mean, if we were to have another child, I think I would have handled, I would handle it differently it's just, it's, and you can't go back. And so I, I wish I would have handled some of those moments different because I remember like with the baby crying, I was going nuts. Um, and, and some of that is just because you feel like you can't solve it. You feel like you can't help right. the baby. Um, and, and, you know, you just don't like to see your child like that, but they feel your chaos too. You know, they, yeah. they know. Um, and, and that's probably the most important tip I can offer is just about enjoying the present moment. You just, you only have so many moments that are like this. And, and the really the only thing you can control is your attitude. You don't have control over the baby crying. You don't have control over the baby being hungry. You don't have control of the lack of sleep and everything else that comes with being a new dad. But what you do have control over is your attitude. And right. I think if you can decide to enjoy these moments, you will. You'll enjoy them a lot more. Um, and I just, you know, it's a big expectation, but it's really up to you, you know, to do that. Um, and, and I think you ultimately get to decide. So I, I'd love to hear feedback, you know, of like w- either people have already, you know, been home and some tips that they had, or, you know, if you're about to bring the, the baby home, let us know that excitement and anxiety that you have. We want to hear from you. So Alan, what should they do if they want to uh, provide some feedback? Well, if they get some time, <laughs> they should yeah. email us, podcast at daduniversity.com or hit us up on any social media channel you can probably think of. I think at least more of the modern ones. We're under Dad University or Dad Univ. Uh, I think you should also go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to that. Lift some likes and, and hit that little bell and subscribe on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of great videos that come out there. Um, also, if nothing else, please go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now and subscribe to it leave a comment or a five star and or a thumbs up. However, the positive reviews are as that really helps with Petra show. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Also too, if you are past the new dad phase and you're really on to the sort of young child toddler, um, I do have a course that I am offering. And so uh, email me podcast at daduniversity.com and we can talk about that and see if you're a good fit for it. Right on. 
All right. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. And we will see you next time. See you next time.